0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Thursday morning. We are happy to be with you today on the show. Thanks for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We want to appreciate all of our listeners, especially the servicemen and women around this great world taking care of us. Hopefully you guys are heading home for the holidays very, very soon. Also want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' and Spoon Ice Cream. I think this is sort of the last home stretch of uh, twenty four hours a day at, at Strange Brew. So if you if you got a chance to hit them up for you know that little extra shot of energy you need uh, prior to uh, what's look for your, your finals, which we want to wish. Hey, all the students out there, if you're listening,
1: if you're wrapping up finals, hope you did well. You still got them to take. Good luck on those. And it may already be gone, but. Courtesy of Thunder and Lightning, 20 bucks was put on that gift card over there. So oh. you might. Yo, You went ahead and might, did that. I thought we were going together. Well, if you want to give me 10 bucks and reimburse half, I don't care. If you don't, that's fine, too. I didn't ask your permission. I just, in the spirit of Thunder and Lightning generosity, I contributed $20 to that account. Very good. So I'm sure that there's still money on that gift card. So you go over there, and you get you a free brew, and you tell them that came straight from the goodness of the hearts of Thunder and Lightning.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, go over there and do that. And then once your finals are done, treat yourself over at Churn and Spoon to one of their delicious ice cream sundaes or milkshakes. Also, don't forget this holiday season, you've got to find something for that Bulldog fan in your life. You're going to want to go to College Corner, one of their two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, where Steve Robertson will be signing books this Saturday. Or over uh, at uh, Flowood by the Half Shell, they have the best and biggest selection of Mississippi State merchandise. And of course, for any college fan, if you want to get your old Miss fan something... You know, first of all, I don't personally recommend it. I wouldn't get them any. I, you know what I would get them? What would you get them? I would donate $20 to the Urination Simulation Fund uh, in their name. A I mean, donation has been made in your name to help end
1: urination simulation. Together, we can end it. We can end it together. There, there is no doubt about it. But, and, and, and while you're in the uh, spirit of, of doing stuff out there in listener land, be sure you drop by and wherever you review podcasts. And It's been a while since we've plugged this, but go ahead and give us a Five-star. Five star uh review because we love all of our listeners and we hope that you love us speaking of our listeners uh met a couple today yeah actually um one that actually wants to listen and i think his wife just listens because he makes her maybe i don't know okay they seem like a they, they, she she loves her husband because she allows him to listen to us so we we thank that's you. the sign but of it, true it, love in America. absolutely absolutely so uh lawson caroline great to meet you guys today. oh great yeah
0: I mean, we've been meet, I've been meeting a lot of listeners. I really. have, too. That's great, though.
1: That is great. That that hopefully means they're more in number, so we're yeah. more likely to meet them. They have been fruitful and multiplied. That's what the good Lord commanded us to do. There you go. A uh, little technological uh, question. Yeah. Uh, just making sure we're all good on the, the, the technology end on this podcast, because you just went out in my left ear.
0: <laughs> as far as I can tell, we're still good. Okay, that's all I need to And, and, you, and
1: you just came back, so... More, I give, give it and I take it the way. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, but anyway, College Corner won't take anything away from you this holiday season. They're going to give you great deals and great merchandise. Shop at either of their two locations. Or you can go shop online at collegecornerstore.com. We, said that we sort of teased this earlier in the week. And we're going to get an answer to this probably in the next month or so. So let's go ahead and make some predictions and let's talk about it. I think the biggest story of the offseason for Mississippi State is what's going to happen in the quarterback room. Um, because the way it looks right now, and the way it's going to look going into spring practice, I think might be vastly different. Um, right now, you've got a senior, a uh, a junior who, who who is a redshirting now, who is going to redshirt. You've got a redshirt uh, freshman who will be a redshirt sophomore. So, you'll have a, so next year you have a redshirt senior, a re- nope, I'm sorry, you have a redshirt junior, a redshirt sophomore, and a true sophomore and a true freshman come spring if everybody stays. But that seems highly, highly unlikely to me. So we'll start with the obvious question. What's going to happen with Keaton Thompson? And this, I, I guess I should make this point. Everything we're about to say is
1: total speculation. It is. Um, I cannot see Keaton Thompson still on the roster next year. Okay. The, and again, as you stated, total speculation – I could see Jalen Maiden still here. I mean, if you told me that's the case, I will. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I just don't. Why? Why would Keaton stay? You, you are obviously. You obviously at no point ha, ha, have you know, earned the faith of the coaching staff. I mean, we saw that when Nick Fitzgerald was here. There were multiple opportunities where if you thought where Nick was struggling and in your mind you kind of thought, well, maybe Keaton should get a shot here. It never really happened. There finally came a point, remember, where Joe was like, well, we might see if Keaton get in there a series. He came in for that one series, and State got a first down courtesy of a penalty, if I remember right, and then they, they jerked him right off the field in three plays um fast forward to this year and all year long we heard about how he's battling injury stuff he's battling injury stuff despite all that we saw him warm up a few times I saw him warm up at Auburn and chunk it 50 60 yards down the field he didn't look all that hurt to me uh to to the naked eye um gets on the field in one game and it's not even as a quarterback and if the kid wants to play quarterback somewhere it ain't going to be at Mississippi State because Garrett Schrader is going to be the quarterback.
0: That, that feels pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. Um. So I can't imagine that he would still be here next year. Again, I will bookend this with what we said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That is me doing some a little bit educated guessing, okay. but not just a ton, but, but you, you more said, speculation you, than anything.
0: You said something. Let's come back to that. If he wants to be a quarterback, what if he's willing to say, I, I can make a change? Because I'll tell you this right now. I think he could start at wide receiver. Mainly because State is so bereft of talent there. He's a good athlete. He's got speed. If he can catch the ball at all, hell, if he can catch the ball half the time, he's an upgrade over Guidry.
1: Well, uh, he caught 100% of his targets this year, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, uh, there's there's hope there. The The thing that stinks... And we talked about this before the season. Is just, I do think that Keaton Thompson will forever hold the heartstrings of some state fans. And he, I mean, that's absolutely, you know, acceptable. Why, why wouldn't he? Yeah. To, to come in in the spot that he did when Nick went down with injury back in 17 and to almost lead the comeback against Ole Miss, then to start the bowl game. He beat Lamar Jackson, who now – look at what Lamar Jackson is. He was already a Heisman winner when Keaton beat him, and now look at Lamar Jackson. Um, he, he stepped in for Nick in the first game of 18, and, and uh, you know, he didn't light up the world, but he did good enough. And, I mean, there's there's some connection and some heartstrings there. So, if, if it wasn't for all that mm-hmm. – I don't think anybody would, would be all up in arms about is Keaton going or not. But there, there's just some – I mean, statistically no, – no,
0: Nobody care when Damian Williams and Nick Tiano left.
1: Yeah, statistically, Keaton hadn't been all that great. Yeah. I mean, his, his main claim to fame is beating Lamar Jackson. And, yeah. and And at a time, you know, when everybody was – Dan left, it was that transition period, Joe's coming in. Everybody's kind of excited about Joe at that point in time. But, look, I'll be honest, I, I thought State was about to get trounced in that bowl game. Mm-hmm. In the Tex-Layer Bowl. Me and you both. Um, because, I mean, we go up there, you know, for our media availabilities and stuff, and they were finishing practice for that bowl game, I mean, hour ahead of time. I mean, just, it was almost like they didn't give a crap. Uh, you walk through that building, and, and there was just a sense of, to me, there was a sense of don't give a crap. Crap counter's at two today. Uh, yeah. And... Yet they come out in the bowl game and Greg Knox becomes the winningest coach in Mississippi <laughs> history, yeah. wins the only game he coaches, and, and, and leaves town, and Keaton Thompson led the victory. And, and, and that's why a lot of folks are tied to Keaton. I get it. But I just think for him, for for his best interest, if quarterback is what he wants to do, and we don't know for a fact that he's not willing to do something different, but my guess is he would like to be a quarterback. Right. Or else he wouldn't have entered the portal this year. Right. Um, When he did. so. I would think he wants to be a quarterback, and apart from an injury to Garrett Schrader, it, he's just not going to be the quarterback at state.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that th- there was some some speculation, somebody uh, that you know that Schrader is just locked in, and I, I pre- probably is. But at the same time, it, it, you're six and six right now. Nobody should be guaranteed anything, you know. And Keaton should be able to at least go through the spring and, and have a chance to win the job. I would not be pleased if I found out that Moorhead just no nah, Schrader's the guy. Schrader, you know, he's made mistakes. He's got like shown a lot of potential. So did Keaton. Well here's here's another aspect and of And I'm let me clear that up. I'm saying that as a guy who was positive Tommy
1: Stevens was gonna beat Keaton Thompson out. Yeah. But another component to this is if Keaton let's say Keaton stays and he wins the job, mm-hmm. at that point, how kind of I mean, how foolish does Joe kinda of look if you had this guy all along, and yet you went and you got Tommy and you went and you, you left well, over Keaton and went ahead and threw Garrett in there. And all along was sitting there the guy that you should have been playing.
0: Well, I will say that he, that Tommy, when he's completely healthy, is a better quarterback than Keaton Thompson. With Schrader, I mean, he's just a freshman, right? And I, my, my guess is that maybe there were some injury issues. I don't think there really were that bad. I don't think it was that bad because, like we said, we saw him in warm-ups and, and things like that. But I do think that maybe there was just a little bit of, you know, you quit on your team kind of thing going into the portal. Like, you know, just play the season out. You're, we're we're going to redshirt you. We'll do right by you. I think that's may have been what happened there. But that said, you know, yeah, it doesn't look great. But in the in the interest of winning football games, if you win eight games next year with thought nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens with Keaton. I think he'll at least he'll enter the portal, I would imagine, and at least see what his options are. Uh, but that said, he entered the portal back in August and evidently didn't have a whole lot of options. And, so and I, I think some I of think that is timing. Some of it is timing. timing, but at the end of the day, if you're a good enough player, whenever you go on the portal, somebody's going to be like, we should get this guy, and we'll just make it work. And, not, and that didn't happen. So maybe the options for Keaton aren't as... Vast as we thought they might be, as you know, that might be uh, something worth thinking about.
1: How much would it stick in state fans? Crawl though, if if he gets in the portal and he goes to Florida in Dan and well, like I don't think that's going guy. to. Happen. I don't think it is either because but. it looks like Trask is going to be the guy for yeah. next year.
0: I mean, Franks has already transferred out, and uh, and they still have Emery Jones there. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. My my guess is with Keaton, if he's going to be a quarterback, it's going to be at a at a lower smaller middle, school, a smaller school. Yeah, you know he could. Don't tell me that he couldn't go down to Louisiana, and tell me that Billy Napier couldn't use that guy. He could. He might. He might do really well there.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, and playing close to his hometown, and you know, I don't. You know, Lafayette's not that far from New Orleans, and. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. But at the same time, I think if he's willing to make a move.
1: Does does, does Lafayette play all their home games in the Superdome?
0: No. They have was a, they that have just a, this that year? That was just okay. this year. Yeah. Uh they have an on campus stadium. Um But if he's willing to stay, State is so right now the word is desperate at receiver. Look at that receiving core. It is not, it is not good. That he could have an opportunity there, I think. You know, and they could they could certainly design plays for him at quarterback as well. You know, some wildcat. Not that Schrader doesn't give you the running threat, but you could take some carries off of him and give him to Keaton. And that's you know, and he's a good enough thrower that if you want to throw with him, you can make that work too. So that he's, there's some options for him in this offense, but that's going to be on him. What about Jalen Maiden? Does he subscribe to the theory that Keaton wasn't evidently going to subscribe to, which was he should be the number two quarterback next year if Keaton goes? Does he does he subscribe to the hey I'm one play away?
1: I mean, I can't put myself – if I put myself in Maiden's shoes, I think I I might – that would be kind of okay with me going into this year, I think. Like, <sighs> Garrett kind of got banged up a little bit this year, too, so we don't know exactly how durable he's going to be. As much as he carries the ball, he, he could get banged up at any moment. Um. I guess what I'm saying is I, you don't ever root for anyone to get hurt, but realistically there's a, there's a good chance that Garrett could get banged up for a, a half or a, a game or something, and Jalen could step in there and do. I, it's t- so tough to answer these questions when you don't know for sure what these guys, you know, how much do they like Mississippi State? Because there's some players, some guys just love Mississippi State. Tell you one, Nick Gibson. Yeah was a guy that could have went and done, done a and lot of places. stuff, but he just loved Mississippi State. And so he was content to, to be a backup, and when he got action, he got action. Maybe that's Moose. Maybe maybe that's Jalen Maiden, that, that, that he just is content to be at Mississippi State. And and, and I don't know. Uh, if you made me guess, though, I go back to what I said earlier. I think the most likely scenario, if, if I had to paint it out, again, you can all make fun of me when this does or doesn't happen, is that key time goes elsewhere, and I could see Jalen Maiden stay. Um, I, I mean, I, I've talked to some folks who would know, who who would know better than I would know, mm-hmm. that says that that there's a at least a, a chance that maybe some family members of Jalen Maiden's would like for him to stay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's 100 percent true because I didn't talk to Jalen Maiden's family members, but some people that apparently know them well think that that might be the case. So, I. Is that the case for sure? I, I'm not going to take it to the bank, but I, I've heard that said. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it that way. So it's not going to surprise me if Jalen Maiden still here next year.
0: Maiden, as you remember, was the guy I thought was going to win the job. Going back to you know the spring, I thought he's the better passer of these of this group. Um, and obviously that ended up not being the case. And there's a lot of rumor about him that we can't substantiate that he was part of the Tudor Gate thing, but because he wasn't on the too deep. We don't know that for sure, and and regardless, that doesn't matter. He was he was going to be a red shirt sophomore, so it doesn't it doesn't affect his eligibility or anything like that. I think he would be wise to, to stay. I think he's a good passer, and I think he's a good enough runner. Now he's not going to beat beat out Schrader, but he, he's he I, I buy I like to I think like to think that some guys are smart enough to go look. I'm one play away because you know, state—I don't think state wants to go to Will Rogers next year. They really need to redshirt a quarterback next year. They really need to sign two quarterbacks in this class. If if Keaton transfers out in the next before uh, February signing day, I would not be surprised if state uses one of its last scholarships on, on just trying to get trying to get another, like a Damian Williams type, a kid who is currently committed to a smaller school that you think he's good enough that if we had to play him, it's not a lost cause. That's what Damian Williams was. He was a guy that look if we put him in. We can be okay. We can tailor enough of the game plan around. You can find a kid like that, you flip him, and then you've got him on campus, and he's like, look, you're red-shirting, and you may never play, and if you want to transfer out in a couple years when we've got our situation a little more stabilized, we'll get it. But it wouldn't be the, the, the dumbest. I don't think you can find – you know who Gunnar Hoke is? He was the quarterback at Kentucky. He transferred this year to Ohio State. They had Justin Fields ready to go. He knew he wasn't going to play, but he just wanted to leave Kentucky. Can you find a guy like that who's just willing to leave a school and come in and be your backup? That's worth looking for on the transfer market. State needs to get another quarterback on the roster between now and then. Now, Will Rogers will be here uh, in, uh, I guess, six days, and he'll sign and he'll go through bowl practices and all that stuff. and That's great, but... State doesn't want to do just the spring with just Schrader and Rogers, and then you definitely don't want to do the season like
1: that. I mean, don't you think if you're Joe Moorhead, you do all that you can to – I mean, you do what's best for the kid, I get that, but you, you got to try and talk Jalen or somebody into staying, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, if the kid wants to go, I guess you, you can't keep him from hopping in the portal, but uh, you could sell the whole you are one play away and we could really use a – uh, 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 I, it's tough to call Jalen Maiden a veteran backup. He hadn't been in that seen that much action. But I, I, I just think if you're Moorhead, you kind of got to do your best sell job to, to kind of recruit and, and make sure that you keep one of the two guys. And I would think Jalen's the most likely.
0: Moorhead has some interesting recruiting jobs, and I use the quotation marks, that he needs to recruit Kylan Hill to stay another year. He needs to recruit Willie Gay to stay another year. He needs to recruit one of his two backup quarterbacks to stay another year. He has recruiting jobs beyond the the, the scope of normal recruiting this offseason. Very interesting offseason for Joe Moorhead. And, and one that, if you, we sit here, now we're going to start do some big, big picture projections. I find it difficult to see how the offense is going to be much better next year because of the receiver situation. You just don't have any SEC receivers. You don't have any. Osiris Mitchell is your best guy, and he is what? At best, third or fourth on the depth chart at most SEC schools. And at the good ones, he's way down the depth chart. How are you going to be better? Unless Malik Heath comes in and he is Randy Moss, what do you have that makes you think, okay, you're going to be – this is sort of this could have been the point of letting him go, was to say, look, no offense, but how are you going to be better next year when you still don't have any receivers? And you didn't go out and recruit an instant impact receiver. You didn't. That's that's a that's a case to be made. That's why I, I to me the biggest sell is to Keaton, You can play. You can play from day one as a receiver. We can train you to be that. We can do it. You've got the athleticism. You've got the speed. You've got the size. You could be a big time receiver. But you're probably right though. I think he probably does want to be a quarterback, or at least he wants to give it a go. And he never really had an opportunity. Not not that I'm saying he deserved it. You know, he lost the job, but. I can I I'll be surprised if he's still here, but if he is still here, I, I don't want to see him as the I don't want to, I don't want an athlete like Keaton Thompson just sitting on the sidelines handing out giving out hand signals for the plays. I want him on the field somehow.
1: Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Man, you talk about that offense though. And if Kylan does decide to go, when you couple that with like you said, no receivers, I mean not only may the offense not get better, it might take a, it might take a big step backwards. Yeah. I mean – and I don't
0: know how much further – I could, If you lose Kylan, yeah, but the state's going to be able to run the football, I think, because Schrader gives them that, that luxury that teams will key on him a little bit and that'll freeze – I think between Walker, Witherspoon, Johnson, and Marks, one of those guys will step up and be a good back. But I don't know. I don't I – just. I just don't – I mean, I'm I'm trying to envision a scenario in my mind where Osiris Mitchell, Malik Heath, and Austin Williams are a top
1: half of the SEC receiving core. How many times does a Juco receiver like Malik Heath jump in and immediately he's just lights out amazing? I don't know at other schools. I don't. But here at State, it hasn't happened. You know,
0: Donald Gray wasn't. Uh, Obviously, Stephen Guidry was not.
1: At Uh, least Gray kind of had some moments. He had some moments, but I mean, he got over 500 yards.
0: uh, As as a yeah, when when Fred Ross was here, yeah, yeah, when he was the number two guy. But then when the pressure being the number one guy got on him, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Of course, he
1: was hurt like half that season too. I mean,
0: for state, I mean, you really had to go back to like the 90s, like Kelvin Love and Kevin Prentice. Those guys were you know good. Uh, Larry Huntington had had you know had good moments at Mississippi State. Those were JUCO guys. I'm trying to think like in the mid Tony Burks. Remember him? And uh, Co Eric Riley. Co Eric didn't have the best career, but Tony Brooks was State's leading receiver, I think, at least once, maybe twice in his career. Um, yeah, State's had a lot of Juco receiver busts, though. And that, that's why this next receding class is so important, recruiting class, because there, you've got, in the state, you've got legitimate four star receivers. You've got to get at least two. You need to get three. But if you, I mean, you don't have to get all four or five of them. But you need to get at least
1: three. You really do. To so just to give yourself something to build on. And I'll go ahead and hop on the train that I think there's one sitting right over here about two miles from Mississippi State's campus that I'd go after. But that's just me. I saw the I've seen the kid play enough and make enough plays that that uh and apparently he's making some down in Hattiesburg this week too. But Dang Rufus Harvey, Starfield High School, he's yeah. looking darn he he has looked darn good to me for the last couple of years, like I, I don't, <laughs> I, I I don't know where he'll go if he doesn't end up at state somehow. But wherever that kid goes, I, he's going to make plays. I think. Um, I, it'd be tough for me as hardcore state needs some receivers to not at least take a flyer on Rufus Harvey. But you that's, got him, that's just me.
0: You got him, and you've got uh, Jason Brownlee from West Point over at MCC. the The problem is, and you know, I'm not trying to. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not trying to say that uh, they that they states making a mis- huge mistake by passing because they don't have a ton of power five offers, but yet you're right in that where where I would almost rather take a chance on a guy that I know can at least catch the ball. Yeah, you know? yeah. At this point, it's like, can you catch the ball? Take him. You know, are
1: right, you fast enough? You know, there you go. And he gets separation and things. I mean, I know it's high school ball and high school... You know, 6A football is... You know, there's a lot of talent in 6A football, but it's not the SEC. I get it. Um, but, man, it'd be tough for me not to take a flyer on him. Uh, he, he, I just see that... I don't even know if you can say diamond in the rough as good as he is. But, anyway, I don't want to spend all the time talking about that that one, one guy, but... I, I don't know. I'm with you. I think there are... Absolutely, some long-term concerns with the state offense, and I, I'm just not. I know the popular thing is to is to pin it all on Joe and his offense doesn't work and things, and and it's fair because you got to work with the personnel you got and try and, and do something with what you got. But I, I just he has been so handicapped by this receiving core. I think, yeah, and and I mean I know he's responsible for bringing in <laughs> other guys to he's, he's to fix that, but.
0: I mean, right now, if Joe Moorhead, if Quentin Torber or Keziah Pruitt isn't a star, or Caleb Ducking isn't a star, what's, what's, what's going to happen? You know, And that, that, that to me is what's got to bother Joe Moorhead or worry Joe Moorhead the most about his long-term uh, success at Mississippi State is that I feel like if he could go out next season, 2021 class, and get three of those receivers, then maybe things could get rolling. But you've got to get there. And to get there, you got to be better in 2020. And I don't know how you're going to be better at passing the football when you just, you just don't have guys. That, here, here, the first, the one thing he does need that needs to happen, in my opinion, the first thing you can do, is some of these guys who you've got listed as athletes in this signing class that you would normally put somewhere else, they've got to go to receiver. They just have to go there. Uh, Dylan Johnson, six foot one ninety two. I understand he's he's a good running back. You got to put him at receiver. You got to give him a chance out there. You got to do it. Uh, well, who's the other kid? That's Jaden Wally. They've been talking about him maybe playing like safety or something. Nope, he's got to go to receiver. You have to put as many bodies as you can. Janari Dean, great that he, he looks like a, a, an all-time safety at Mississippi State. That's where everybody projects him. Nope, you've got to try some guys at receiver. You've got to find something. You know, if anybody who's an early enrollee, spring because you're probably going to redshirt most of those kids anyway, right? Spring practice is about can you play receiver? That is state's biggest concern. So I would tell Dean, Johnson, uh, who's the kid? Wally. There's another kid I think who's an athlete. Maybe I'm wrong. I would tell them all, be like, look, this spring you're playing receiver. And we've got to find at least two of you who can be just good. Just good. And and if
1: you can do that, state's probably going to hop in the transfer portal here and get. That's the other there thing too. too. I they, mean, don't don't when you if you had to guess today that state dipped into the transfer portal, which I guess just about everybody's going to dip into the transfer portal at, <laughs> at least once a year. I I guess state's already kind of has with the, with the kicker situation, but uh, when you say receiver is most likely, yeah, I mean that that is the position of need, right? I mean that, that's where you look.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that the, the five star kid from Penn State transferred out. I don't know if he's a, a possibility or not, and I don't know that he, you know that he if he's really a five star player. But played at Penn State, got a connection. You got at least kick the tires there. You've got to go. I don't know what they're going to do, but they got to do something. This is one of those things people people used to say, you know. Well, I mean, what is he going to do? I don't know. I don't get paid three point one million dollars to figure that kind of stuff out. But I just know something has got to happen. So. And we'll see if it does. All right. Tomorrow's show, I don't know. We'll talk a little MSU uh, Kansas State basketball for sure. Um, and then uh, tomorrow night, don't forget, we're talking to Joe Moorhead for the first time. Since the end of the season, uh, check out that. We'll have live video at Sports Talk Mississippi, and we'll have uh, commentary and all that kind of good stuff up as well. Guys, have a great Thursday, and we'll be back on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.